All right, greetings guys for joining us here at 1806 Studios. I'm here to say that Plano, Texas. Don't get moving here in a little bit. Got some other shows we got to open up. Wait till the connections come in. I don't really sit around and wait for anybody to come in. You know, a lot of people know what time our ministries have started and our shows are going on. Uh, you know, just come on in. You know, get a chance to be a part of the work we're doing here at 1806 Studios. I want to make sure that we're going to and get the proper information out to you as properly as we can, as good as we can. I want to make sure you guys don't receive the information uh, that we have here at HNOC Studios. And uh, got, a little, got, a, got a lot of shows that's constantly. It's not so much as a lot of shows, it's just the ministry just continue to expand on its own. And as it expands, it brings on new horizon, it brings on new shows, new information, new things that's going on here. And for those who are going to join us, when I ask the uh, Cash Station. Now, Cash Station is a very powerful station that goes up also here at HNLC Studios. For those who are joining us, you want to go to actually Cast. It's actually Cast Box, Cast Box, you know, dot uh, FM radio here at HNLC Studios. You can get a chance to be a part of that also. And for those who are coming to my actually YouTube station, you can catch us on our YouTube station to continue to go forth here at HNLC Studios. Most of you catch me in the morning, and I actually, um, Actually, 10:30 a.m. show, but you know, despite you know, some of the other shows we have taking place, we want to make sure that we're going to get everybody into where we need to be. Now, I'm going to be with you too long this morning. I always talk about some very interesting topics. It's coming from the kingdom of God. I'm quite sure most of you uh, who join us on our show, you know, it's uh, it's always a good show. We've anyway, been pushing out for a long time. It's been a good time when we're doing this. We just didn't start this thing. It's not, it's not something that started up in a corner somewhere. Work at Kingdom of God here at HNLC Studios. You know, it takes a lot. We go through a lot of process of getting this in place and where we need to be. And we're thanking God for it. But you just got just to bear with me just a moment here. Got to get everybody moving the way we should. And as we uh, get ready to move forward, as I said before, you can come into my actual cash box service that takes place here. And that's going to be cashbox.fm under HNLC Vision 1. And you're going to catch us moving out at HNLC Studios. It's just a pleasure to be a part of the work. Uh, in this day and time of the season, you know, such a prophetic time. We've got to be really careful on how we really display the Word of God in terms of where it comes out of our mouth and how we proceed to go forth with the work of the kingdom of God. As I said, you guys stay with me just a moment. We're going to get ourselves in position. We're going to move here. And we're going to hear what the Word of God is speaking that's coming from the kingdom of God. I want to expand some things here. Um, for those who are coming through my actually uh, now now Spreaker, not just Spreaker, but a lot of our other stations, they come in, you know, and um, I want you guys to be known that you know we are we enjoy you being in here. Kind of a hesitant here at the moment, but we're gonna make sure we're getting a kind of camera work in place that we need to have in place. Got multiple cameras that run in this particular studio, so you're gonna catch it from almost all types of angles here. As we get ourselves in position, <clears throat> we'll move here at HLC Studios. For those who are waiting, we're going to be over in the book of uh, Psalms 12. We're going to talk about a very relevant conversation for this day and time, which we actually come into here at HLC Studios, as well as every place else in the world. With some of the stuff that we have going on around us, we're going to make sure that we receive a proper you know, wisdom and knowledge that's coming from the kingdom. All that God has given us, you know, it's going to help us to move forward. We just thank God for the opportunity of just being, uh, doing work in this season. So uh, a lot of these stations feed in to a lot of other stations I have here at HNLC Studios. Um, I say we run on multiple platforms. Uh, a lot of our, pat, our platforms 
you know, running the cash uh, box FM, running the Spreaker, running the uh, Podbean. There's multiple stations that come to this particular studio. And I said before, and I say all the time, you know, this thing just didn't start up in a corner. Over at HLC Studios, it's not about statistics and ratings and that nature. We just want to move forward and doing what the class has called us to do. And uh, we want to make sure we're getting proper uh, instructions and information out to you. We're not going to shortchange you. We're going to come to you with a loving heart, with a loving um, a dispensation about ourselves. And in this day and time, it's very easy. It's very easy to get on board with something negative. We've got to look at the division that's taking place. And we got to look at the top of the situation in terms of how it looks from the top of the glass into the bottom. Because when we look at things that's from the bottom up, you know, foam always rises to the top. It always tells a true ideal identity and what a source of information is coming from. And so when you're listening to the Word of God, you're speaking about the Word of God, you got to really have a tentative ear. You got to really know, is that a loving word from the kingdom of God? Or is that a card? Is that a word of vengeance, anger, malice, dispensation, um, separation? This is what we don't read at this right time in the body of Christ. We need love. The Bible says, love and kindness have I drawed you. We talk about the process when the word of God talks about how I drawed you. It's more, uh, it's more feasible. It's more loving to have like honey from a honeycomb. You draw more, you know, my mother said, you draw more flies with honey. And you does, you know, you see a lot of things. And also, when you think about it, garbage draw flies too. So we want to make sure we're going to imagine why the Holy Spirit put that in part. You know, but garbage draws flies too. But with the source of type of flies, and it seems that us, we want to look at us as individuals as flies. But we got to really understand that this, you got to notice what we're hearing. And the Word of God speaks it in the book of John. He said, he who has an ear. Now notice how he says it, let him hear. What the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Now we take the Word of God and we go over to the book of Galatians. Galatians says, according to Galatians 5 and uh, 14, said the word we need to listen to is love. You know, it's like a great music, a sound and melody that soothes your heart. You know, we start listening to things, depending on what mode it puts you in. Most of us know that from a physical standpoint of view. Certain things set us in certain modes. And what you listen to has an effect on how you hear. And that's what the Word of God says. What you hear and how you hear. Be careful what you hear. Always do things in prayer and supplication. Now notice, because the model prayer comes in place, that the will of God, the will of God. And we look at the book of Galatians. You look at Galatians 5. You look at the 14th verse. It gives you a great scenario on how we should be as representatives for the kingdom. We're going to look at a little bit of Proverbs. So in the book of Proverbs, um, Proverbs chapter 6, we're going, to kind of, we're going to move over there just a little bit, but we're just speaking in reference to how your ear has got to be very, very, very attentive in this time and be careful what you hear and how you hear. When you got things that's going to promote division, as I heard the man of God, Bishop Eugene Reeves, a great partner of mine, he always told me they're a good friend in the ministry, great man of wisdom, been doing the work a long time. I try to center myself around people of wisdom. Pastor Oscar Walker, Bishop Raymond Johnson, great men who I've been known over 15 years who I've set platforms with. Now, I'll get a lot of things that come in uh, that may try to come in and hinder the work, but I got to really understand 
then what wisdom steps into the play and it's going to supersede the educational or physical discernment of things that I hear because my job is when I come into something, I got to make sure that it's got to be of God. And the word of God talks about those who wait. Sometimes things look good from what we call an oratorical or what we call a physical standpoint of view. But God has given us what we call spiritual insights. We say discernment, but it's an insight and information that you got to understand that you got to examine yourself. And whatever you regurgitating out of your mouth, if it's not been filtered through the Holy Spirit, it's to bring no division, it's to bring no malice, then you're going to really back off of that type of situation. And you got to pray for that particular, whatever it may be, that it may grow with more maturity in where it's going. So you as a person and individual, you got to work out your own sort of salvation. What you give into your body brings a type of nutrition it needs. For your person that eats a lot of this, a lot of that, you know, you go to the doctor, you get your appointment, guess what? Your report is not going to be good. So this is what the Word of God tells you. He said, for who has believed those reports, over in the book of Isaiah 53, and he said, who has the arms of those reports been revealed? It's all revealed through the Spirit. For the Spirit, as it says in Corinthians uh, chapter, uh, that second chapter, well, first, yeah, first Corinthians in that second um, uh, chapter, it talks about when Paul says, he talks about the natural discernment. Let, let's, let's get into this. Let's go on with prayer first. We want to really get into the prayer part. As Father God, we thank you. We bless you as always. We come before your kingdom. Lord, look over the word as it goes forth. Lord, even as you begin to manifest it in the spirit, Father God, let it be a word that conform, that it build, that it help, that it instruct, that it guide, and lead us into all the truth that you need us as we continue to be the conduits that you called us to do in the season that we're in. Lord, we declare the word. It's not a decree on us, but we follow you, we follow you through the spirit. And even when we speak, Father God, we may know and understand that we're just conduits. And whatever you designed and engineered us to be in a season that we're in, Father God, we speak according to your proper your proper uh, analogy or your proper language, your proper understanding, your proper uh, whatever it is you have for us to be. Let us be what you want us to be. So whatever you flow through us with, Father God, let it be filtered through the Holy Spirit. That even as I begin to speak it, let me have an understanding that I have the love, the love and the peace and discernment, not just discernment, but spiritual, attentive, and understanding to know what it is, whether it be of you or whether it be of the devil. Amen. I'm just trying to help you out and understand and make you understand these are things we got to really come to the point in. Because the Word of God tells us that we, we got to be able to hear what He has to say. And if you go back, if I tell you about in the book of Galatians 5, you can read it for yourself. And I'm not a person who quote a lot of stuff off the top of my head, because even though I may know it, but I still got to come to the point where Christ is telling me things that's far beyond more than I can imagine even understand. And when we look at things of this nature, we got to understand that what is the kingdom based on? Let's look at the foundation of the kingdom. The word of God talks about in Luke 6 and 46, why you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say. Well, he comes back over to the word of the book of Galatians. If you got enough discernment to understand enough from education about the revelation, then you'll see it clearly what's going on here. Because he said, you can't build a house and you can't have the love that God needs for you to have that he may filter to you properly. He talks about in the book of Proverbs, he talks about the division, talk about the language in terms of not is really appropriate to the kingdom of God. That when you feed through that, you got to make sure what you're filtering it through. If you're a person of anger, you're a person of malice, you're a person of disagreement, the division, then you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't move like that with the spirit of God in you. Because what you call, you'll call other people. Who out there who got those little nudges and little anger bits on their on their temple or on their, on their body? It'll cause them to it'll feed more fire. In other words, it said in the book of James, it'll fuel a fire. 
Our job as a man and woman of God is to be a firefighter in the kingdom of God. To bring forth peace, love, and joy. To know and understand that the power of God, the revelation of God, the illumination of God, are conquer every sort and type of sin in the life of every individual. God said, I came that you may have life and have the life more abundantly. Jeremiah 29, 11 speaks of very good things about the prosperity of your future. He declares in the creeds according to Jeremiah 1 and 5, this word I put in you has already been discerned and engineered. If there's a man of God I have before you to help you with the gift you have, and you can't coach effort, that's something that you got to take on yourself to do. You got to have an effort within yourself. You can't coach effort. Even as an athlete, as a person of uh, my time, you know, you, 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 if a coach tells me you got to do something, you got to put in the more effort to do it. And it's the same thing with love. The laws and the rules and regulations of the kingdom are set right before you in Psalms 1. He talks about blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of an ungodly, nor standing in the way of a sinner, nor sin. These are plain rules and regulations from the kingdom of God. He talks about that same process in Psalms 1 that he goes back over to Galatians 5 and 14. He said every law of the kingdom is all based on L-O-V-E. It's love. Now he talks about the process in the 15th verse. If you're one who devours, kick, back, uh, bite and scratch, then you, you can't be a representative of the kingdom of God. you got to go and really wait until you get to the point, until you gain maturity, until you can understand and realize the things that come at you, that you still got to pump out the proper language and information and understand it to help people to not walk in the division, to walk in love. Let's look at something right here as we get ready to go into this particular area of scripture. Let's look at the book of Proverbs. We're going to come back over to the book of uh, Psalms 12, and it's a lot of information in the book of Psalms 12 that tells you a lot of things in terms of how we need to put ourselves and position ourselves as being workers of the kingdom of God. Remember, we're conduits. No one has it all together. Ephesians speaks about every one of us. The book of Ephesians talks about how we are. The book of Romans talked about how we are. He said, for all has fallen short of sin. The word of God says in the book of Ephesians, for we all once walked the course of the world. The word of God comes back to the book of Romans 3 and around that 10th and 11th verse. He said, there's no one right. There's now one that's right. For all has fallen short and come short of the glory of God. Well, Paul begins to bring a revelation and update to that over in the book of 1 Corinthians in that second chapter. He begins to eliminate the very physical things that's in our body, in our lives, that causes us to fall into sin. He said, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Now, you can look at it from an educational point of view if you want to. You can get your commentaries and look it up. But we're talking in the spirit here. He said, if you're going to walk with the power of Galatians 5 and 14, you got to understand it's L-O-V-E. The things that cause you to sin, the word God talks about pluck it out, but he doesn't mean just pluck your eye to cut your arm off. He means refrain and restrain yourself from those things that cause you to fall into that particular category. He's, he's making it very plain to you. It's like the nose on your face. He said, for eyes have not seen. You look at the book of 1 Corinthians, and you go over there that particular uh, second chapter. You look at that particular ninth verse, where he really is an eighth verse about those who diametrically oppose the word of God, who actually put him on a cross and actually, you know, he's, he's had to suffer for the sake of the person who didn't understand, for the ignorance of another individual. And this is the same thing with the body of Christ. You got to be careful in what you call, what you allow to come into you. As I said, that Bishop Eugene Reeves always told me, he said, whatever you feed the most, that's what's going to grow. Bishop Raymond Johnson's got a great frame and story. I mean, these men have pumped wisdom to me years. Over 15 years I've been hanging out with these guys and understand what they're saying. Bishop Raymond Johnson's favorite word, according to Psalms 84, 11, if I walk upright, goes back over to Psalms 1. If you follow the principles of the kingdom and the, regi and the, and the, and the regiment 
of Psalms 1, then the word of God comes back to Psalms 8411 tells you, as Bishop Raymond just said, no good thing will I withhold from those. It's a, it's a group of individuals who are willing to walk right with the kingdom of God. And you look at Psalm 8411, it tells you God is a sun and a shield. And then no good thing will he withhold from those. It's a remnant that walk upright. If you're constantly speaking division, you're constantly speaking separation, then you gotta you, you gotta think about that. Did God call me or did he come on here to drive division? Yeah, he said, I came that you may, I came, I, I come not to bring a sword, you know, I, I come to bring a sword, not peace. Well, he's 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 putting you in a position to be separated from those things which is not of him. God's gonna draw division on things that's not right with him. You go to the book of uh, uh, Exodus. I think in the book of Exodus, Exodus says, over in Exodus 23, he said, by this time I'm going to make a difference between my people and those people. And this time this thing shall be. He goes over in the book of Exodus chapter 9, he begins to reveal those things of which he has spoken. But Moses came to actually Dr. Pharaoh and asked him to release the people that we may go pray. But Pharaoh yet wanted to hang on to them and try to get them to actually operate in discord. In other words, they didn't want them to really get the revelation and understanding from the kingdom of God because it was under control of his dictatorship. And we understand when you're under control of a dictatorship, you begin to listen to things that fuel the negativity in you rather than fuel the love in you. Y'all, just you better stay with me. You may not want to hear it, but it's going to come to you. And I'm telling you, you don't have to hear it. But I'm not at fault because I bought that which is the truth. And the Bible said the truth will set you free. Am I in there with anybody? Now, you go over here to the book of, of Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, uh, chapter 6 begins to speak some very strong things over here. In the process of how a person is in a position, how they are, and how God really uh, just—he he just a little, he don't like this. He don't like a person that brings constant division, constant separation between. He's a—he's a person that actually sows discord among the brethren. Listen to me. It's not about who you are. It's not about your church. It's not about your name. It's not about your titles. It's not about your books or what you wrote. It's about you coming together and bringing a word that's going to help the people of God to walk in harmony and love and have love toward their brother and sister. Look at Look what it says right here. The word of God speaks over here. And we're going to look at it from the King James Version. And we're going to look at this in uh, Proverbs chapter 6. And I want to go down here and look at this because I want to make sure I get right here about the process of how God talks about those who walk in the corruption. The Bible said there's, there's actually seven things the Lord does hate. He talks about the wickedness of a heart, a slowful person, a corrupted person, a person who walks into division. All these things are in the word of God when he speaks it over here. He says over here, and it came to pass that when he would begin, now let's go here, let's go in Proverbs, let's get to Proverbs. I'm over here in the book of Genesis. Just hold fast, hold fast to your faith, hold fast to your faith. And hear what the word of God is about to speak here. It's coming from the kingdom. Look at Proverbs 6. I had you guys over in Genesis 6, but I want it's a great verse over there also. I just was on there a couple of weeks ago on my podcast, on my actually podbeam show. We were talking about uh, this word over in the book of Genesis 6. Look what it says right here. Uh, let's look right around here. Let's look at the first. Look at the start. Let's, let's start in the first verse. If you compare, if you, if you compare and just, just listen to me, man, a little bit. If you compare Proverbs 5 with Proverbs 6, it's really a meaningful conversation, if you understand what it's singing. 
Because Proverbs chapter 6, if you go back to Proverbs chapter 6, it talks about the instructions of a man or woman God and how they should follow the guidelines of the kingdom word, uh, especially if you're a son or a daughter of the kingdom of God. He said, my son, he said, unto me, he said oh, my son, attend unto wisdom. That's a powerful word right there. Attend unto wisdom and bow thy ear to understanding. The Bible talks about in that same verse, it's mostly saying that he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. Wisdom is really something that's going to help you in the season that you're in. It's better for you to get with a person who understands wisdom has been there. It'll stop you from stumbling in the things you proceed to go for. When you just get negative information that's coming from anywhere, you, you, you just present great stuff from anywhere. You, you, you're, going, you're going to speak like that because you're scattered in your conversation. The Word of God hasn't come to relevance to the point you have matured in it as of yet. But yet and still, you're going to minister in such a way, you're going to call people to fall to the side because you call them discord among the brethren. And that's what the Word of God says. Attend to understanding that I might regard, what, destruction, instructions, and that you may keep it knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drops honey, and the mouth of a smooth, mouth is smoother than oil. And it says, but the end is bitterness, or it's bitter. As wormwood, I know what wormwood does. It gets in. It, 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 it talks about this. Wormwood, you know, if you never heard of worm, it, it rots out from the inner eye. The, they say sometimes people say that wood is no good. It's just wormwood. It looks good on the outside, but it has no base of bearing of what it displays on the outside. It's something that's been eaten within. Anybody ever picked up an apple or a pear or something? You picked up a little juicy. You you may not have been into it, but it's cut into it, and it was just worms inside of it. You just threw that thing in the garbage. Sometimes things you hear, the words you hear, is nothing but for good for the garbage. Just throw it away. Because it's not going to bring any kind of help in your life to where you're going. And this is where it comes in your life when you got to have that understanding of wisdom to know what it is that God is clearly saying to you to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to you. Now, if that's something speaking to you, talking to you in division, calling you discord, have discord among your brother and sister, then that can't be of God. Come on, somebody, you got to work with me on this. It can't be of God. God will give you an understanding to know that this thing, what is good and what is bad. He'll show you. But if you're going to actually complete, dull, kick, scratch, poke, and bite your brother and sisters, as he said in the book of Galatians, chapter 5 and 14, he said, you know, you got to be careful that you don't be devoured. And what you will do, according to the book of Jeremiah, you'll cause those people to fall overboard. And the word of God said, i got to come back and deal with you now. Because you didn't have a discerning heart and a loving heart, but yet you spoke my name. And the word of God declares the creed that did not prophesy, did not do this. Didn't. God said, no, look, you, you work it up and depart from me. Because you didn't do it in the way of love, but you caused anger, division, and might in the hearts of the people. And that thing begins to spread. It's like it talks about over there in the book of James chapter 3. That's a wildfire. That thing in the middle of your tongue can cause so much separation. And those who have the ear to hear, believe me in this thing in time. There's a lot of people want to hear the negativity rather than the positivity. And you got to catch it for what it is. He says over here, but the end is bitterness as wormwood, as a two-edged sword. Her feet goes down to death. Her what? Look, her steps are behold on hell. That you just you, right that you're on thin, you're on thin ground because you hadn't changed your heart. And the Bible says, I don't look at the outside; I look at the heart. You don't look at me for what I minister and what I say to you. I'm just a bullhorn for the kingdom of God. Whatever he's telling me to say to you, then I got to say it. And I got to make sure, is it right what you want me to say? Now, let's go back over to the Proverbs chapter 6, where the, actually the Proverbs chapter 6 gives you a very good understanding about how he talks about that particular individual. 
and what type of individual they are. And then we're going to go over to Psalms 12, and I'm going to show you some things right here in the Word and what he's making very clear to those who have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Now, you can get your commentaries. You can believe what the Word of man has wrote down in terms of they discern and understand about what it is, and let's get an understanding in about what God is telling you to say. Because when you look at breakdown of scripture, that's not that's that's not scripture. That's a man's understanding of what he perceived from a historical point of view of what he believed to happen in that word. But the word of God said the wisdom that I bring to you that no man can understand. Matter of fact, when you look at the word of the word of God in the book of Galatians, not Galatians, the book of um, um, Corinthians, Corinthians makes it clear that even eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Now he's talking about the power of God, not the revelation of the of the information, not the education of man's breakdown. He's talking about when you come before him and prostrate yourself before God. God said, I give you things that man has known, seen, or heard before ever in their life. Because the only way you're going to get it is through the Spirit. Now, he tells you in the book of Galatians, or in the book of 1 Corinthians, that man only knows things of a man. Listen to what he's telling you. But no man knows those are things of the Spirit. Because it has to be spiritually discerned. Now, when we read the Word of God, we get our commentaries, we break things down. That's a man's understanding perceived from the perception of his historical point of view of what he had. But God said that's something more greater than what he wrote in this particular breakdown. That you may know and understand that the word of God is in you is more prevalent than ever before. God needs you to be the conduit of what he wants you to do. Not flowing off the top of what somebody else said, but having the spirit to deserve to know what you're doing. Now, he comes back over to the book of Proverbs. He said, my son, he's talking about the certainty of a friend, you know, the, the, the striking of the hand, the stranger. And he goes on to that to share with the words of the mouth. Notice what he says right here. The mouth that had taken the words of thy mouth. Well, thy are snares with the words of thy mouth. The snares. You can be your own snare by speaking things with the wrong perception of the heart what comes out of you. Remember what I said with Bishop Eugene Reeves says. Whatever you feed the most, that's what, that's what's gonna, that's what you're going to put out. If you're a person that speaks in anger, discord, and malice, guess what you're going to put out? Whatever that root's coming from, that's what you're going to put out. If you're a person that got anger, if you're a person that got sexual immorality, if you're a person called to be the little playboy, whatever this time and season, if you're a striker, if you're a person that goes around and proceeds to lie, thieve, and put down your brother and sister, and not and keep separation in the body of Christ, then that's what you are. That you, you, you are what you preach. And whatever comes out of you is what's in you. If you don't get the thing right that's in you, that you got to go before God, shut your own door, and come before God with your own problems, whether than anybody else, 1 Corinthians 11, 28, examine your own self, or sweep around your own back door before you try to sweep around mine and somebody else's. And the Word of God is going to show you this over here in the book of Proverbs. When you learn to say that I got to fix my heart before I can try to fix someone else's heart. Because what the Word of God is telling you right there, this particular type of individual person spreads discord among the brethren. And notice what I'm telling you here. People are now in this day and time looking to find some negativity. With all the things that's going on, Black Lives Matter, all the different problems that's going on in the world today, division from the top to the bottom, there's got to be something sane in the midst of all this. And it's called love. Even though when the things come at you the negative way and it hurts you, it bothers you, you're still going to have to produce the right root. You got to understand what John chapter 15 is telling you. The true vine, and he's the vine dresser. Listen to what he's telling you. The fruit that he produces on the tree, it puts out greater fruit. So what you do as a man of God and what you say 
puts out the type of fruit. Jesus declared by the power of that word, if you're not putting out the wrong, if you put out the wrong kind of fruit, then what I'm going to have to do is prune it. And if it can't grow any more fruit, I'm going to ball it up and I'm going to put it in the fire. It goes back to the word of God, brings a very relevant word to Psalms 1. You got to be blessed to walk in the righteousness of God. He said, blessed is the man that walking not in, not in. You can't be in there. The council up. He said a council. You can't be in that group. You got to be strong enough to say, I ain't finna listen to that. Because God is love. And the Bible declares for those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you speak in negativity, you speak in discord among the brother, that ain't the word of God. And if you have an ear to hear, you got to really check yourself and what you're listening to. If it's not bringing prosperity, joy, happiness, and peace among you, then that ain't that, that's not of God. When you ridicule, put down your brother and sister in such a way that this day and time that we need to understand to come together, like it says over in Psalms 133, how good is for man to dwell together in unity. You got to be unified in the body of Christ. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You may not want to hear, but I'm telling you, this apostle brings it straight to you. And some of you don't like it, but I'm going to hit you right between the face anyway. Because I got to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but truth, because he's going to deal with me. If I spread you the wrong word and tell you something wrong that ain't right, then God got to deal with me according to the book of Jeremiah. He said, I'm going to deal with you, 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 you apostle, you preacher. I'm going to deal with you. If you cause my people to walk in the division, you've been divisioning yourself, I'm going to deal with you. But I'm going to bring the people back to where they need to be. If you cause my people to scatter among your misinterpretation and understanding by not studying the word and ministering in a loving way, then he said, I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to deal with you in your ways. Now listen to what the word of God is saying right here. He says in the third verse, do this, my son, and deliver thyself. In other words, let, let's this, do this, my son, and deliver the third verse. When I come into the hands of a friend, go humble thyself and make thyself, look, uh, sh look, sure thy friend. Look what he said. He's telling you how to put yourself in a humbling position. Even though you are individual in verse two, bring snares, but you got to make sure when you come into an individual, you got to come in the right way. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself when thy are come into the land of thy friend. Look what it says. Go humble. Look, humble thyself and make sure thy friend go not sleep. Look, 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 give not to sleep. In other words, you can't sleep on this. Oh, Lord, help me. You can't spread negativity and call an individual your friend and then you come with a dagger behind their back. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible said, you're not going to get no sleep nor get no rest until you do right by what I am telling you. Now, he says in that fourth verse, give not to sleep, but he's speaking in reference to the third verse. When you actually doing what we call the second verse, you can't deal with the what the fourth verse. Because if you're dealing with the second verse, which is in Proverbs 6, then God said, how can you sleep on that and feel good about it? Now, you ain't going to get no sleep until you do right by what I'm telling you to do. That whatever is in you that you need to get out of you and you minister the word of God before and to my people in this way, in this fashion, and you causing a division in the body, I said, I'm not going to deal with that. You're not going to get no sleep. Oh, you're not going to get that. Bishop Johnson tell me, oh, you ain't going to get no sleep until I do. Until you do what I'm telling you to do. Listen to what he says here. He said, he said, give not to sleep thy eyes, nor slumber to thy eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roll from the hands of the hunter. Who was the hunter? The one to come and try to steal your soul. 
That's what God said. He said, fear not the one who can kill the flesh, but the one who's going to try to kill your soul. That's the devil. That's the one that's hunting you day and night. What is he hunting? He's hunting down the discord that's in you. Look, listen, I'm trying to break this as clear as I can. I know somebody in there with me. Look what he says right here. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hands of the hunter, as a bird from the hands of the fowler. Come on with me. The fowler. The, the negative in the negative. See, that, that person in that, that person that you talk about in Proverbs 6 and 2. That snared mouth individual who constantly caused division, not only among themselves, but others. They get to follow them. Hmm. He says over in this particular area of the sixth verse, he said, Go to the ant, thy slugger, you know, the slowful person, thy slugger. And he said, Consider the ways and be wise in the seventh verse, which have not guild a guards oversee as a ruler. Now, the sixth verse, I want to bring this to you. I want you to understand this. You can look at it any way you want to. Commentary can bring it the way you want to. But I want you to get your own understanding about it. A slowful or slugger, consider her or his ways, which have no guards, look what it says, overseas or rules. Now, the eighth verse is going to tell you. Look here. You, 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 you pervert. You look here. Look, look, look what it says. Her meat in the summer and gathering her food at harvest. Now, between that sixth verse and that seventh verse, the word of God puts the ant in there for a purpose. The slugger, the slofer, whoever it may be, or who or she may be, you need to give a quick, attentive understanding about how an ant works during the course of the time when he's able to work. And gather during the time of that season that when the winter months come in our situations like we are today, when times come of hard on our life, we got enough stored up through the word of God that I take us through this particular event or this particular pandemic that's going on. We don't have to panic in the midst of all of this stuff because God said we are part of a remnant generation. Those who are part of the remnant has not, they, they don't, they don't fret in the midst of their Actually, a uh, pandemic. Oh, they they they, this, they say it's a covert. They say it's a it's a plague. That's what it is. It ain't no it ain't no covert. It ain't no pandemic. It's that's why they can't find a cure for it, because God has put this thing on the land, and He gave you that. Like I said, He gave you that one free antidote, but most people don't want to take the medicine. He says, according to Second Chronicles seven to fourteen, and you know what I'm saying. From look, if my people, if my people. Who are called by my name. The word says humble yourself. Look what he says over there in that particular area of the second verse. He says in the second verse. The mouth of the words of the mouth. The, the, that are a snare. With the words of thy mouth. But he tells you how to get the snare. In which you spoke before out of your heart. He said you got to come humble before him. Let me let me show you this here. Take your word. Take your Bible. Look over here when it says about. When you come into position of being a humble person. Look what the third verse says. He said, do this now, my son, and my daughter. I'm going to put the daughter in there because it's both of us. Deliver thyself when thou art in the hands of thy friends. Go what? Circle that. Humble. You got to come humble. You got to eat some humble pie. Most people don't want to eat a humble pie. See, you can't be like the book of James. Keep on throwing fuel on the fire. Well, I ain't going to say nothing to them. See, that's that person that's humble. 
that's really a person that's immature. They, they very, they, they're not ready for this type of food. Like Paul teaches them over there in the book of First Corinthians, chapter three. He said, "I can't give you this. I can't give you this this meat because you'll choke yourself because you, you're not ready for it, and still you're not ready for it." When one begins to speak in division, one say I'm Paul, one say I'm this, one say I'm John, they all say I'm Jesus. He said, aren't you not in division as mere men? Well, that's what the word of God says over here in the third verse. You, you got to humble yourself and make look at, and make sure thy friends. You know, you got to have discernment who come around you. Don't let anybody into your house. And if they come into your house, which is a physical house or a spiritual house, no, look, check that stuff at the door. They come up with that raggedy stuff, check that junk at the door. I don't care what their name is, how many followers they may have, who they may have. Check that jive at the door and shut it down. And if they never get a hold of you and never call you again, then buy and good riddance. Let me pray for you. But I'm telling you, man, of God, you got to keep moving. Because the word of God says you're going to have to give account for every idle word and every idle deed that come out of your mouth. If you're causing discord among the brethren, you're causing people to fall apart because of your language and your attitude, the way you put toward forth the word of God and calling yourself in the kingdom, then God said, I'm going to deal with you that season. Now, hold on a second. Let's go on down here. Look at this. Let's look at this. He talks about the process when we talked about that area in that particular area about the ant. Look at the ant in the sixth verse. The Bible says, go to the ant. Don't look down to the ant. Yeah, you got to look down to understand the process of what you're doing. But when an ant calls you, you don't look down to an ant. In other words, when you deal with a person of childishness and immaturity, when they speak up, as I heard that brother J.C. Matthews out of J.C. Matthews' ministry. God always puts a powerful people around me. J.C. Matthews says that this. You don't look down to an ant when it's calling up to you. You don't go down there. Because the word of God telling you, then you go against the will according to the book of Galatians 5 and 14. That, that all the laws in the kingdom are based on one word. And you really diametrically discerns or puts down the word of God according to Psalms 1. He said, you got to be a blessed man to walk in the counsel, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of this counsel. But your delight should be in the law. Of the Lord, and then the law does he meditate this and what he said day and night. Now, this is what John 15 comes in. He said, You should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You go to the book of John 15, he talks about he's a true vine, and God's the vine dresser. Everything that doesn't bear fruit, what he said, he trims off and pulls it into the fire. If you're not a part of the true root or the true vine, you're not gonna produce right fruit. You're gonna produce fruit that'll fall off and cause discord among the brothers. Let me talk to you a minute, because you don't think you want to hear what I'm telling you. When the Holy Ghost move up in there, boy, you better get an ear to hear. You come against it, it's gonna be on your own end. Look what the word of God says right here. He says over here in the particular of the tenth verse. He said, Yet a little sleep. A little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Now, this is Proverbs 6 and 10. That means, according to the second part, if we go back here and you discern it like you're supposed to and understand it, he said, according to Galates, uh, Psalms, um, Psalms 6 and 2, he said, you're going to have to do what you said of 1 Corinthians 11 20. You got to examine yourself. You got to see what type of root you are. Before you could come a part of the true vine. As he says in, the, in that particular second verse. In uh, Proverbs 6 and 2. He said you become the snare. The words of your own mouth. You cause your root to bitterness. Not no one else. You. You who didn't look at your own. Examine your own self. 
You didn't look at it. And you want to blame somebody else for what you're going through? No, 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 indeed. No, you, you, you eat your own medicine. You eat your own medicine. You, you got there. You want to get out of it? And then humble yourself. Start learning to be apologetic to people. Learn how to be nice to individuals and not call discord. Let me talk to you. I just want to talk to you for a minute. The word of God comes back over and probably suggests how you should position yourself as being that particular individual once you come into humbleness. That you got to make sure the people you invite in your background has a very good understanding about what the kingdom of God represents according to Galatians what 5 and what 14. It's love. If you ain't got love, you're talking some other bunch of hoochie stuff or whatever you want to call it, cahooching the word of God, it ain't going to work. Now you may get a couple of scraps, a couple of people out there that follow you, and they probably be messed up and tore up on the floor up as well. Because why? Because they follow you because you preach us up in another vision. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I just want to work with you a little while. But you don't want to hear what a prophet had to tell you, a true one of the word of God. Now, look what he says right here. He says over here in this particular area of the, uh, the 13th verse, he says, a naughty person, a wicked man or woman, walks with a forward mouth. You can't, you can't do that. The Bible said you got to come back to the second verse of uh Proverbs 62, you got to humble yourself. In other words, you got to check your own lifestyle before you check around somebody else's lifestyle. Thank God for people in my life. I was watching that brother, Pastor Pearson, on yesterday. And he was doing his cook service with him and his wife and his son. Man, how that son has grown. But you got to deal with people of wisdom. People of direction. Doesn't matter what they think or say about them. You make sure that what you listen to is going to be what? Discerning from the kingdom of God. And not just from what men has to say. Am I in there? We're living in a time now that we got to be more attentive than ever before. Because I'm telling you, the enemy is moving. And his job is to call discord among the brethren. Now, if you let him use you, then you just as much as an infidel yourself. You know, a fool. The know and understand that he told you every law of the kingdom it has to be based on L-O-V-E. If you're going to constantly cause division among the people, then you need to go back and you need to examine yourself. And you need to understand, are you really a part of the true vine? Which it says in John 15. Now, when you look at this word, and you look at it very carefully, and I want you not to just go down through this. I want you to really understand it. He say, a naughty person. You know what a naughty person is? A naughty person just goes against the word of Proverbs, or well, Psalms 1. He walks in that council of division. The Bible tells him to stay away from that council of division. But he wants to go in there. He takes Psalms 91 and he throws it in the other direction. He don't follow under the shadows. Because the shadow proves you if you're under the shadows of the kingdom of God. Listen to what I'm telling you. The Bible says you are to walk in humility and love, which is Galatians 5 and 14. If you're walking opposite or diametrically opposing that, then you're a person that walks in Galatians what 5 and what 15. Because now you're a person that becomes a divisional-minded individual. And then you're being fueled by divisional-minded people. Do you remember, there's a lot of people out there that want to jump on board on the negative part because they're angry themselves. But the word of God says, unless you come to true salvation in your life and the love of God is truly in your heart, then you understand and realize what it is that God has called you to do. Listen to me. Listen to me. He said, a naughty person, 
a wicked man or woman walks with a forward mouth. Can I can I go over here? Can I can I let's go to the amp. Let's look at three different other verses. I think I can tell I can teach them. Let's look at from the common English edition. Let's go over and look at it from the international edition. <laughs> let's look at it from what we call the uh, amplified. I'm gonna leave that one for last because it really it, it, it really it really just hit you in the mouth, the amplified edition. And I like just just kind of mixing it up. I like I like tossing it up. As my friend, uh, one of my great friends said, if it ain't in the word, then kick it to the curb. See, I ain't God ain't trying to listen to what you're not and what you. He said you got to have a spirit of a hit. You got to have his mind. Let that mind be in you to be in Christ Jesus. That walk not after flesh, but after the spirit. And you will tell a very big difference between flesh and the spirit. You, it, it's easy for you to understand it. You ain't got to have all this what they call in the area. Now, a spirit of discernment is great, but the way you articulate what discernment is, is not just a word. It's how you got to examine yourself in terms of who you are and what you are and whose you are and whose you belong to. Now, listen to what it says over here. Now, I'm just going to just bring it to you. I, I, you can, sometimes you can hear it in the spirit, the negativity. You can hear the mouth of the, you can hear the mouth of the demon speaking against you. You can just hear them. But the word of God says, thrust that thing straight through their heart and keep it moving. Just keep on pushing it. And that thing is a two-edged sword. That thing is cut going incoming. That's the word of God. It'll spear you right between your chest. And that's why I'm trying to hit you right between your chest with the word of God. Let's look at this right here. Let's get some good sense of this. And let's really discern this word in terms of what the word of God. Not just discern it. Let's follow with an attentive ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say during this particular part of this area over here in the book of Proverbs. In this particular... Um, um, 14th verse. He says once again, let's go back up here um, to the 12th verse. And look at the 12th verse. I'm going to stretch some thumbs out. Some of y'all can see me across the net. I'm going to stretch this thing out a little bit because I really want you to see it because I want to get into this right now. I'm not going to be with you too long, but I do want to go back to Psalms 12. And I want to get into that a little bit more. Look what it says over here, over in the area of um, Proverbs um, 6 and it's 14. Let's start at the 12th. Let's look at the 12th. I'm going to mark this as a mark. And most of y'all can see through the camera. You can see me marking it. I'm going to mark this before we move forward on this. He said, a naughty person, a wicked man. I'm going to put the woman in there. I'm not transferring the word of God, but I want to make sure we, you know, man and woman, wonderful man. And I ain't say, you know, I'm a, I want you to understand that part. I'm not going to get into the transgender thing right now. I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'm dealing with just harder people. Okay. So he says right here, in the King James Version. A wicked man walks with a forward mouth, or make a wicked man a woman walks with a forward mouth. Let's, let's go here. Let's look at this. Let's take our time. Those of you who have your cell phones, whatever you may need, electronic devices, follow with me real close. Let's go over here to the Common English Edition. Go to Common English Edition. Look at the 12th verse right here. And look what it says over here, the 12th verse. He says, Worthless people and guilty people go around, look here, with a cracked talk. I'm just telling you what he's saying. Your stuff got a you, you got a leak in your stuff. Your stuff ain't solid. You, you know you, you ain't you, you know something wrong there. You got you got to check the stuff. You got to glue your stuff up or whatever it may be. You know you, you can't you can't you can't speak the word of God and then your vessel is cracked. Jeremiah talked about that cracked vessel. The words he said because your vessels are cracked. He said they can't hold water. They spew things of iniquity and slime and slander behind the very vessel they're supposed to be sealed in. 
See, when you build those vessels and those men and women, God got them back in those ancient days. If you really historical about it, we're just not getting historical. We're getting it sometime later. They got to take those vessels a long way. And think about your vessel. Your vessel's got to be sealed properly. Now, I'm not, I tell everybody, I don't make fun of anybody, but it's good for you to take care of yourself. Exercise, work out right, do what you got to do, cut some of that stuff off as you get older. Learn how to tame your body or train your body the way that the vessel God gave you or do the work what it's called to do as it goes down the line. And you begin to get a little elderly in your age, but more wisdom and you don't have to do as much. I thank God for help. That he's given me. All my life he's given me great help. And I thank God for that. But he talks about this once again. Look at this word over in the 12th verse. And let's look at the 12th verse. And let's go over here in the area of um, the book of the New International Version. In the 14th verse. Y'all stay with me now. Stay with me now. Look over in the 12th verse. He said, a troublemaker, a veil, look at a, a villain, excuse me, oh Lord, a villain who goes about with a corrupt mouth. Constantly causing discord among the brethren. Constantly causing division. Remember, whenever there is a, you talk about the looting, they talk about the rioting that's going on, what people don't understand, and we, we, we learned that from them for back in the days. You know what I mean? We just didn't start the looting, they started the looting. They taught us how to loot. So then they want to talk against the looting. So you do it, and then you teach us that we can't do it. And you started it. Anyway, that's another story for another time. But it goes over here, and we look over once again. Let's get one more. Let's go. Let's get one more hit of quitter. Let's look at the amplified edition. Look at the amplified edition over in that particular twelve verse. That twelve verse. Look what it says: A worthless person, a wicked man or woman, is one look who walks with a perverse and corrupt, vulgar mouth. Now, let's break it all down in the King James Version. We go to the 13th verse. And look what he says about this, what we run across the board on. He says in the 14th verse, he says, Affordness is his heart. His diversity, mischief, continually he sows discord. Look what he's telling you. Forwardness is his or her heart. His or her is a person of diversity, division. Constantly. It's going this more among the brother. Now you don't want to hear me talking to you. This apostle will talk to you. I'll talk to you. But I want you to understand what I'm saying. Look what it says over here in this particular area. And just get one more in here because I got to go back to Psalms 12 because I got to get out of here. It's like 234, 224. So I got to get out of here. Look what it says over in, in, in that particular area, common English version. When you go down to that particular uh, 15th verse and just the 14th to 15th verse. Look what it says right here. Look what it says there. He says, the hearts are corrupt. And look here, and look, look, dead men to evil. It's determined. They, they determine they, they, the dead end is always evil. It's evil, just negative. They don't, have, they don't got no light. They're they, they dark. They, they, they determine. They, 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 they destiny is evil. That's the only thing they know. They get up with a, they get up with a problem, they go down with a problem. They get up with something that somebody did against them. They always thinking, always, they sleep with a negative heart. They wake up with a negative heart. They're always trying to find out something that somebody's doing against them. And you know what? The cheese is in their pocket. And you something stinking, it's just your own pocket. You the one smelling. You check your own pocket out. You the one got the cheese on you. God can't forgive you when you got the cheese in your pocket. You, you go on the elevator, people, something smelling. You say, well, somebody smell. Well, you smell your own pockets. The cheese in your pocket. Now, the problem with the people is you. When you fix you, then everything will be all right. Listen to me. 
You don't want to hear it, but I got to bring it to you. He says over in that particular area of that particular area in the, uh, the, the, the New International, the Common English Version. Therefore, sudden, look, sudden, sudden disaster will come quick. Whatever form of discipline may come, you start putting your mouth against God's anointing. You start calling discord in the body of Christ. And you speak ill against your brother and sister who's supposed to conform the lines with you to teach the word of God. And you cause the separation. Guys, I'm going to deal with you. It's just a matter of time. I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to get you. It's just, I'm going to let you go on and keep on doing what you're doing and let you feel what you're doing is right. But I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to deal with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to catch you. He talks about the process over here, and you're going down, just want to push on down because I know I got to go. I got to go back over to Psalms 12. And I want to say something about Psalms 12 that deals with all of this and what we're speaking about today. Oh, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. I ain't going to teach you from what you call the educational part. I'm going to teach you about revelation. I got that. I know the historics. That's, that's, that's something you learn in seminary. That, that, they don't teach you the Holy Spirit. God wants you to have a discerning heart to understand not what man is ruled out in his breakdown, but when you go into prayer, what God is going to give you. And that's where the problem comes in. Man want education more than revelation. Because they want to send you a doctrinal thesis about what they feel from what we call a word language understanding from what a man has wrote rather than what God has given them in their heart. And that's the problem in the body of Christ. That's why the word can't reach them. It just becomes oratorical information just throughout there. And nothing deserves heart. That's why it can't pull nothing in. It can't cause anybody to salvation. It can't bring them to what they want to say. They don't understand what they're doing. They're just talking. You ever heard the old song, you just talking loud and you ain't saying nothing? Because your word has nothing. It's just words. It's just words. It's just words. It has no meaning to it whatsoever. And that really reflects back on the individual. If the word ain't got nothing, then you need to learn what it's wrong for yourself. Then you ain't doing nothing. Or you ain't nothing. Because when you call discord among the body of Christ, you, you call your own self what you need to be. I didn't say it. You said it. When you look at this word right here, and he tells you how you are, he said here, a proud look, a lion tongue in the 17th verse, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart of diversity, wicked indignation, feet a swifter run to mischief. Come on, Psalms 12. <laughs> These are the things we got to look out for in the days that's coming about. Look at, look at Psalms 12. What is it? I got to get about 2.30. Need supposed to be at 30 minutes, but I got, but the Holy Spirit's got to move. I got to let it go. I can't, I can't flow with it. But I'm not going to be with you all day. But I'm going to give you something to think about. That's my job, is to make sure you, you like a thinking man's rocket, that you really going to have to think deeply. Don't side on anything but side with the Holy Ghost. What I tell you, you go study it. Don't you take my word. I'm just speaking. I'm just a conduit of what he told me to speak. It's up to you to match it up and see if it's correct. Listen to me. Not from a study understanding of what man has wrote, which gives you a good idea about what could have occurred. Because breakdown is not scripture. Let me be the first to tell you those who got it mixed up. Breakdown is not scripture. It's a man's understanding of what he felt during that quarantine or historic event took place. But the word of God goes back and tell you over in the first Corinthians, there's things I'm going to give you that no man knows, seen, or heard before. He comes on down he says, this stuff is only can be discerned through the spirit. That means a folding of the hands, the closing of the eyes, and praying that you may well understand what it is that God has put in you. He said, I gave you the gift. 
you can now y'all y'all kind of get at me a little bit, but I don't mind that because I come I'm coming at you straight. You keep running behind people. Just keep keep on running behind people. Ain't nothing wrong with somebody telling you about what you need to do that's right and wrong. Now, now I got some great people, but I don't run up behind. I don't idolize them. I don't idolize them, and I do not, I do not discredit them, and I do not talk against my mentorship. I never will do that. It's like me coming as an athlete going against my coaches. You go find you another team. And when you that kind of track record you got, that kind of track record you got, you ain't going to find too many people want to deal with you. You'll be a person that's lost, scattered on the hill. You're going to jump from person to person, to church to church, never discern it, never understand. When you go about doing things your own way, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. The Bible said you better put on the whole arm of God. You better get somebody to protect you and look under you and look over you. They help you with whatever it is you're dealing with. They help you to move forward. Because sometimes you just got to wash your hands with some stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of that. Because what did it do? It caused corruption in your household. People that's coming to your house, causing disruption among your family, or dysfunction among your relatives and people, just, 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 just back off of it. The Bible said, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. I truth, this is true stuff. Jesus and James was two brothers, but James didn't even discern his, his own brothers being the Messiah. That's how close it was. God said, Behold, I sent a prophet before your face. And that was Jesus Christ. And the same thing with the individuals walking and whatever God called them to be. Because God put a gift in you, and man can't give you nada. A word of prophecy that's going to come to you, God has already told you. You keep running about what somebody told you. You got your own understanding, but what God is telling you how to get in contact with your own self. All they're going to do is reaffirm that what God has already gave and given you. Read your journals. You might learn something from your own journals if you go back a few years. Go to Proverbs 12. No, Psalms 12. My, my mistake. No problem, no problem with that either. You can always be on point in everything. Sometimes you got to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is telling you. Now I said, go, go what, Psalms? Did I say Psalms? Yeah. Go to Psalms 12. Let's, let's go and close this down. Go to Psalms 12 here. It's just something that's racking on my brain, but I can't give it to you. Maybe a part two or something, maybe. But Psalms 12. Let's look at Psalms 12. And let's get over here and get this over with. We've got to shut some things down. We're going to go into this. Because I want to make sure we get this just uh, in the Amplified, in, in the, just the King James Version. We're going to step it up a little bit. So you guys just kind of stay with me right here. As we go just a little bit higher, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it down, and we're gonna get you to see some everything that we talked about. Everything we just talked about lies strictly on this, and this is what I tell you: quit running up behind people, quit getting disappointed by people, quit getting people on your team to agree with you on everything, and you know that you need to check your own self, check them on your own back door, see if you're right. Check about check the people you're dealing with. See if they give you proper information. You go to store and buy something. You got something wrong with your list. You're gonna check. Say you paid me. You, you, you charged me too much for this. The same thing you need to do when you're doing the word of God. Check people out. See if they have God or not. You know, and get your heart out of it. I mean, in terms of your feelings, because that's messing a lot of people up. How you think and how you feel about what somebody said about one individual, and you and you study falling short. You you, you can't walk. In the kingdom of God and walk over the top of garbage. You, 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 when you clean something, when, when a person knows that when when you painting something, usually you got to put a primer under it to make it balance with the scrape or scuff that goes on it, or the primer 
or that color usually brings out the, uh, how my wife says it, it brings out the illumination of what you're putting on that wall. If I put um, maybe a sand type color, like a sand type color, and I put a dark color, maybe in a blue or light blue, the, the background of what's under there is going to reveal the true color of that particular paint. Am I talking to y'all? What type of prime you put under that paint is what's going to come out of it. And then how many layers you're able to put on top and bring the true identity of the color. Let me, let me, I'm going to talk to you about that. I need to talk to you about layers. Holy Spirit, I'm dealing with layers. I'm dealing with layers. Look what it says in Psalms 12. Help, Lord, for godly men I see for among the favor. Now, God kept giving me this. He gave me this thing 12 times in, in four nights, seven years ago. Twelve times, seven nights, twelve years ago. That means he was knocking this thing in my head. And this is the number one scripture and the number one verse or the number one chapter that God constantly puts to my forefront when I'm doing the work of the kingdom of God. He said, help Lord for godly men I see from among the faithful, from among the children of men. Look what he says. They speak vanity, everyone with his neighbor. With flattering lips, with a double heart, do they speak. Now, he's talking to you, but you got to listen to him. Now, you go to the Amplified Version. He says, they speak deceitful and worthless words to one another. That's called division. That's division at the top. That's a worthless person who causes discord among the brothers. They have no idea of what they're saying and no spiritual discernment whatsoever. They say they do, but they don't. Because if they would, they understood that God called for them to be a Proverbs, well, uh, uh, Galatians 5 and, and 14, love. Look what it says in the third verse. The Lord should not, not me, the Lord should cut off all flattering lips that speak at proud things. Now, what do Proverbs say? The proud, these are things the Lord hurt. Hey, he hates it. Those people who get into this kind of controversy. He don't like that. People causing discord among the brethren. Anger, malice. And they teaching that stuff with that kind of heart. You can't do it. Much as you don't like me telling you, you can't do it. And now whether you want to receive or not, it's totally up to you. But I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, oh, oh it's coming. He's going to deal with it. It's just a matter of time. Just watch. Just watch and wait. Look what it says. Who have said with our own tongues, we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? That's a person that's walking in total division. They got their own understanding about what they feel is right. They got their own reading of the understanding of the word. They don't want to listen to anybody who's got a little bit more maturity and helping them to do what they got to do. They want to go their own way. The Bible said the blind lead the blind. They all, not both, but all will fall in the ditch. It's just a matter of time. God will bring the thing to revelation. I guarantee you. Just keep watching. Just keep watching. Just keep watching. He says over in this particular fifth verse. For the, look up, for the, for the oppressing of the poor and for the shining of the needy, now I'll order rise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety who puffeth at them. Now, now I know I'm coming with y'all some stuff, but I want you to see something here. Go, go with me, and I want to make some. I want to make some good contact and understanding about what we're speaking about. It. Go to the book of Luke. Go to the book of Luke for a minute, 
And I'm, I'm going to show you something here, how Jesus got tired of them synagogues and those lying priests, as he talks about in the book of Ezekiel. Look, Ezekiel took Ezekiel by the lock. He said, look, dig into the wall and look what the priests are doing behind closed doors in the midst of the night with everybody slumbering and sleeping. They speaking things in the lives of people that God never told them to. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at here. Look in the book of Luke. Look at the book of Luke. Go to the book of Luke chapter uh, 4 and look at the particular area of the 16th verse. Let, let, let's look at the area of the 13th verse. No, let's, let's go to the... Uh, are we teaching? Are we teaching? You, you just got to have an ear to hear. Look what it says over in the particular 12th verse. Or in Luke 4 and 12. And Jesus answered and said unto him, it is said that I should tempt, that should not tempt the Lord thy God. Now he's speaking about the tempter, which is the devil. The one who's coming against him to bring evil in the land to a point to try to stop him from the work that Christ called him to do. Now this is after he came and been baptized by John the Baptist. We know the process of that all with Elizabeth and you know, having John. And then we're talking about Mary. All this come together. How God orchestrated this plan. How John the Baptist came to do the work that he's supposed to do. He stayed in his lane. But then in the process of Luke chapter, I believe in Luke chapter 11, in that 11th verse, I think it's an 11th chapter of the book of Luke, they begin to come to Jesus and ask him, you know, John is baptizing more disciples than you. I mean, you know, teach us a prayer as John has taught his disciples to pray. So, so Jesus sitting there, they're not recognizing the Holy Spirit is right there in front of them. Sometimes people don't even recognize the anointing is right in their face. They are shone and put down the power, the very thing to get them over their hump. They are, they are cut their own finger off. They are cut their own anointing off right there on the spot. Because they don't have a sense to understand the discernment when God is born to to help them in where they need to go. They comes over in the book of Luke chapter 11 and they say, look, John, he's baptizing more than us. Jesus gave them a common word over Matthew chapter 6. He said, when you pray, you pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, you know how you go. Let's move. Back over here in the book of, of Psalms, um, I mean, the book of Luke, excuse me. In the book of Luke, in that particular um, 12th verse, Jesus answered and said, do not tempt the Lord thy God. Now, he's going to whoop the devil with the word. The word of God declared in the 13th verse, he said, And when the devil had ended his temptation, he departed with him from the season. Now, you understand that part. The enemy going to come at you. That's his, that's his job. But if you ain't armored up and you let the enemy use you because of hurt, problems, malice in your heart. See, if you're a person on the field, you let somebody, if you're playing sports in most people, you play with an injury and they know you got an injury, they're going to work on it. They're going to work on it. Matter of fact, the newscaster is going to get, the sportscaster is going to give it up. Well, he's got a broken arm. He's got that bad knee out there, and he's running pretty good. they letting them know that he is injured. Then everybody know that's what we need to take. If we want to get him out of the game, that's what we need to target. He got that bad arm. Y'all know people play sports. Y'all know why we do it. Yeah, he got that. That's make sure we get that shoulder. Work on that shoulder. Now, he comes back over and says, on the 14th verse, Jesus returned with power. Another 13th verse, he said, the devil ended his temptation. He departed for that season. But Jesus declared like this, that he whipped him with the word. In the 14th verse, Jesus returned with power in the spirit from Galilee. And he went out with his name. His name went out with fame. His name went out with fame. Because he knew what he was called to do. According to John chapter 14. Look at John chapter 14. You see the illustration. It's coming to fruition. Jesus said, believe it not that I'm in the Father and the Father is me. If you don't believe it, then watch the work. Too many people trying to get married for themselves. Jesus, I don't care what they do. I don't care if you like me or not. It doesn't really care. I don't really care what they think about me. You just watch the work. Watch the woman with the issue of blood. Watch the blind bottom of the base. Watch the lepers. Watch Jairus. Watch Peter's mother. I don't come to bring any kind of reputation for myself like they do in today. 
How many hits you got? How many followers you have? Oh, you, you tripped. Oh, you messed up. Now, nah, you really done got in your head that you think you're something. Get a couple of people following you. Oh, you're going to see what you really made out of. You're going to find out what you really made out of. When you start maritizing yourself as being a pedestal among the people that don't even belong to you. And then you misdiscerning the word through a bunch of people who speak in false pretenses in your mouth and claim that you be something that you're not. Look at what he said. Jesus returned with power from the spirit in Galilee. And they say his name went out in fame to all about. And the word of God says in the 15th verse, he taught in the synagogues and glorified all. He taught in the synagogue and glorified all. Think about John chapter 14. Think about John 14, 10 through 11 to 12. Believe it or not that I'm in fact, he's not, he's just glorified all. Not through him, but through the power of God. It had nothing to do with him. He didn't look at statistics or numbers or, statistics or, numbers or anything. He come to do the work. And the Bible declared when he came to do the work, he said, I'm going to draw all men unto me. I don't need no numbers. Because when I'm preaching through the Holy Ghost, it's going to be something that God gave me and not of a man. I don't need you to prop me in any shape, form, or fashion. The Jesus said, if you don't believe me, just watch the work. Watch my smoke. And I'm going to show you who I say I am. And I come from the kingdom of God. I come to do the work of the one who sent me. And that's my father. That when I leave here, and with the process over in the book of Hebrews 12, I'm going to prove to you how you need to do the work. He said, I am the author and the finisher of your, I'm going to show you how this work is supposed to be done. That when I depart from here, I'm going to sit on the right hand side of my father interceding on your behalf. The Holy Ghost is always there with you. You run up behind the man trying to get something if you want. You keep on doing that. That's all I'm telling you. You're going to find out. My word of ministry and the word of God is such a way that it's great. People who have a negative mindset or a mind that was really caught up in traditional things that happened in the past, they say, oh, no, that, let them go. Leave them alone. Maybe they ain't called your way. Let them go the way they want. Let them stay. Whatever lane they want to run in, let them run their own lane. They want to get a citation over there. They think that lane is better. Let them go on over there. Let them go on over there. What you got to do is stay in the discernment of the word of God. And teach the word of God. You rather for me to teach the way I'm teaching to teach you a bunch of information about negativity, language, this, that, and the other, belittling you and putting you down. This is the way I teach with authority. I teach you can't mark the word in which I teach. And you put your mouth against that what God called the prophet to do, then woe on to you. It ain't on to me. I'm a man to teach with authority and power and wisdom and knowledge and direction. And that's all through the word of God. It's nothing of myself, but it's through the spirit of God who just given me. Now, Jesus declared this word in John 15. He returned to Galilee with total power. The Bible says, according to 15, in the 15, he preached in the synagogue with power, meaning he glorified all. And the Bible said he came to Nazareth, he had been brought up. See, this is what people look at you. They, see, they don't look at you. See, that, that's the same thing there with Joseph. He didn't have what it take. But Joseph said to all of them crazy brothers when they was walking into starvation. He said over in this particular city, verse, Jesus came to Nazareth when he was brought up. And his custom that he went into the synagogues on the Sabbath day, and he stood and he read. And the Bible declared the devil of the word unto the prophet Esau. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was already written. Remember what it said in 1 Corinthians? Remember 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, in that particular ninth verse. For it has been written. The written word is a prophetic word, not from the ears of a man, but through the power, through the demonstration of the falling of the hands, the bowing of your knees, to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say. He said, lean not to your own, Proverbs 3 and 5, but acknowledge, acknowledge God in all your way, the direction will come. Now, you keep on running behind a bunch of raggedy people if you want to. You're going to find out what you're running up behind. 
Keep on letting people tailor your mind to where you think it should be opposite of what God has said. Keep on doing it for prosperity, for popularity, and you're going to find out just what kind of work you're doing. I'm a man that preaches with authority and the power. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. I can keep it moving. Now, he says over here, he delivered to them the book of the prophet Esau. And when he opened the book, looking at the prophetic words, he found the place where it was written. Now, when he said he found the place where it was written, he goes back to understand that the words he received is not of a man. It's from his father on high. The words have been scribed and written in the spirit in his heart. And now he's about to bring it forth to the people. And he said, I'm going to show you what I come in to do in that, in that verse 18. He said, for the, not him. He said, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the deliverance to the captain and the recovering of the sight of the blind and set liberty to those that are abused. Oh, you got to catch it. Come on back over here with me on in 12. And they got 12, and let's look over here in the sixth verse. The words, he says in, 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 in uh, Psalms 12 and 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. I got to skip a word a lot because I got to get out of it. The words of the Lord are pure words. Tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. That I should keep them, O Lord, and I should preserve them to generations to come. You start breaking up generational things that people are putting in place. My mother, I'll tell you, my mother was a, was a powerhouse. She put things in place, and those who are coming on to disrupt and cause things to fall into failure, that, that, that's the accusers. Them the accusers of the brother who cause division in the, in the ranks. They cause separation in the ranks, and that's with anything you do. People who come to you to cause division, look, move away from around that stuff. Because it'll cause you to fall into your damnation. He says over in this eighth verse, the wicked walks on every side when veiled men are exalted. When the enemy gets attention, he's, he's, I'm telling you, look, go, up, go back over to Proverbs 12 and look what it says in that second verse. If you can't humble yourself, if you got a perverse mouth, if you can't tame your language in the way you talk, and you missing your Proverbs 10 and 22, that is right there. It's right there in front of you. Now, this word is tainted for somebody. And every word I speak is tailored toward or for somebody. And the word of God says, if that thing don't change, then your seasons are in jeopardy. Because you're not walking in the will of God and you're causing my people to fall in the opposite of what I want them to be. And that's in love. With the things that's going on in the world today, we need to be as one in the word of God. And walking one in the spirit. The whole body's got to function in one level. And that's all through the word of God. Father God, I thank you. I bless you for this time, this moment. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I decree to declare that even as I speak, Father God, the word you have given us in the word today, Father God, was not of myself, but through the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. Lord, let the word continue to discern, declare, and decree, and go forth like it never came forth and went forth before in our life, that we may clearly understand and know that you are always in control because you are always on time, God, and you always know just what we were doing. That's when we walk up right. Father God, you said lean not to our own, but acknowledge you in all your ways, and you will give us direction. That's the Jeremiah 29 11. For he know the thoughts, and only he know the plans that for your life and my life. And he said they are good and not of evil. It's a blessing for you guys to be over here at HNOC Studios here at Harvest New Life Church and Harvest New Life Studios. Don't forget to don't forget to catch the woman of God. Y'all know I talk, I talk, I roll up. 
Don't forget to catch the woman of God, Pastor Patty Ellis here at HNFC Studios. Weekly, Tuesday night testimony service. You can catch on a Thursday night word. You can catch on Friday nights on some occasion, depending because she's got this new cast show. And you want to go to cast, you want to go to castbox.fm. And you want to go to uh, Pastor Patty Ellis' show. You see all the information on shows and everything on the cast. And just like we just stripped through a mighty, we, we just have uh, information through our satellite. We're just hitting everything in the in the world. You know, where everybody's bottlenecking up on one thing. And you need to really spread out. Because everything we hear, the iHeartRadio, uh, XM radio stations, our Podbean stations, our cast stations, we're constantly being invited to the platform. It's now, form, it, it's now growing on its own. 24-hour service and everything do with HNFC Studios. It'll tell you whether I'm going live or not. But other than that, you can click into any one of my shows. Any 40 platforms will lead to multiple platforms here at HNFC Studios. And you can hear what the Word of God has to say that's coming from the kingdom of God. It is truly a blessing to be with you guys on today. I thank God for each and every one of you for being with us. It's just a pleasure to know and understand and realize that God's plan for you is really more than what you can see. It's a blessing, as I said once before, I can't say it enough because it is. And I thank God for you guys and all the work you're doing. To my good friend, I'm sitting here on board with me, Dr. John Graham, out there in Mesquite, Texas, or in the tribal ministries, raising over 100 ministries out there in the different areas of India. Constantly doing the work, look them up online. That's Dr. John Graham at Indian Tribals. There in the city of Mesquite, which is a, is a, it's an international ministry, he has does a great work for the kingdom of God. God got some great things for him going. And listen to me, man, woman of God. Don't worry about those who try to come against and put down what God has given you. Because it's not about the number of statistics who listen, it's about the power of the word of God that's in you. The Bible said, greater than he that's in you than he did in the world. You always got to realize and understand you're not going here for performance. You're here to get some things in place that when we go into this area of the kingdom of God, God's going to give you a discerning area through the spirit to say what he wants you to say in the way he wants you to say it. Don't get caught up in numbers. I'm just letting you know. Don't get caught up in the stuff. You just continue to preach the word, stay in your lane, and do your work. Amen. God bless you guys for joining us on our Facebook channels. They just grab and throws me in this stuff. I mean, I, mean, I, I really don't. I mean, Facebook is, I mean, I don't get nothing against anybody. I mean, that just, it's just a lot of stuff in there. A lot of people just on the top of each other. But with our cash shows and what I do, it offers that in there. So with the practice and plans that I have, I got to get in there. So it doesn't bother me at all. But I know with the iHeartRadio station, that's, that's 30 to 40 million different people. Pandera, all those different stations out there, our BTR stations. These are millions of people that listen to this, this show just like on a radio station. It's not according to the numbers you see on these particular uh, look, these selfish channels that we see. It's, it's about the kingdom. We're, we're, we're in a far, dear, far greater level than what we have on some of the, this, the, the Instagram channel. We, we, we're, we're a national, international radio station, and we don't move on statistics. Now we move with ratings in terms of the kingdom of God. Many people come to salvation every day through emails, constantly telling people about the word of God, giving them the areas to people where they need to go, where they can be saved, what country, what continent they're in. I've always been in contact with men and women of God who are areas where I can shame or uh, send somebody who need the help of the kingdom of God. And today, God bless you guys for joining us here on our Facebook channel. We're going to get you out of there. I know you guys are kind of holy. Got a lot of stuff to <laughs> get into. I mean, just crazy. Let y'all get into. But so, you know, you know, you got to do what you want to do. That's just the way it is with it. Can't stop that. But God bless you guys for joining us here at HNLC Studios. And we're going to end that off right here. And for those who are, because I actually, um, actually, um, Spreaker Station, we thank you guys for joining us on our Spreaker Station. It's always a pleasure for you guys to be with us. We thank God for you. We love you guys. And we know that you guys are constantly being with us. This is my wife. She loves this Spreaker, boy. She on top of this. She, that's her baby right there, this Spreaker. But uh, we want you guys to, uh, hey, stay humble. 
Stay prayerful. Know that God's plan is really more than what you can see. And it's always a plan that God has for you, me, and everybody else as we kill ourselves in position. To all those people out there on our speaker stations, God bless you guys. We're going to pull you guys out this time. And it's just a blessing you guys being with us. Our YouTube